0: Uh, welcome to another edition of KED Talks. We're here today with Gabriel Weitzner from Canada. Gabriel is a Kyoshi Seventhon and is on the International Kendo Federation's Anti-Doping Committee. So... Our plan today is to talk about his sort of philosophy of kendo um, and its influence in his life. Uh, maybe a little bit some about uh, about his work on the anti-doping committee, um, as well as questions from uh, from our patrons on Patreon who have already asked a couple of questions that uh, that'd be really interested to to hear from you on. So, um, thank you very much for agreeing to uh, talk with us uh, about uh, and and share your wisdom with us, Gabriel.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. It's, it's a pleasure and honor uh, to be part of this, and I always, uh, I mean, I got so many things from Kendo World that anything that I can do to just uh, pay back, it will be with, uh, with a lot of uh, warming heart.
2: Oh, that's great. Um, actually, uh, just to give uh, people a bit of a background into to Gabriel's Kendo history, um, I believe you participated in the World, Camp, uh, World Kendo Championships uh, with Argentina in 82, 85 and 88. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. Yes.
2: And then Gabriel has also participated in the Kitamoto Kendo Seminar four times. As Yulin mentioned before, is on the anti-doping committee. Uh, it participates in many of the uh, uh, shimpan referee seminars and referees at big tournaments across the world. Uh, so yeah, we're very happy that you're here today. Um, one thing, uh, I read an interview that you did with um, a Canadian publication, I think called IFP. Um, there's a picture of you with in uh, Sensei in that, in that interview. I uh, mentioned in that interview, uh you passed the seventh Dan grading in December two thousand nine, but um you had passed uh, you had failed three times before that. And then from
1: Yeah, I passed I, I passed seven down, actually was, it was the was November. Uh, November two thousand seventeen oh, sorry, November. Uh, Yeah, November 2017 in uh, Tokyo Budokan.
2: That's right. And in this interview, you mentioned that after the third time you failed, that you then, um, you went on more of a mental training part to try and make your mind stronger. And from that, you then passed on your fourth time. So what I wanted to ask you is just what exactly was the change that you made? uh, Well,
1: if I take too much time on answering, then just let me know. But uh, this has a, a background information, and the background information is this. Uh, I started Kendo in Argentina, uh, and we can talk at one point in time, but there I was able to meet for the very first time there uh, uh, Kasahara Sensei, who was an uh, interview and was the founder of the ITF. Uh, And Onuma Sensei, who at that time was the head of uh, Keisho Metro Tokyo Police Department, right? Uh, But obviously, because I started in Argentina, I have a lot of bad habits, right? And when I moved to Canada... uh, I moved to Canada. I passed uh, Nidan at the World Championship in Brazil. I passed Sundan in Canada. But I failed four times Yondan in Canada. So that was very frustrating and very soul-searching. So at that point in time, I say, well, wait a minute. Something here is not working. Probably is my bad habits. And I start working on that. And I took notes and just to know, Somebody told me to show that, and these are the notes. You see how thick it is. That's wow, a lot of notes.
2: that's fantastic. Okay?
1: So this is this is the notes of advice from all the senses that told me how much I suck and uh, and what I need to do to repair it. Right. So um, when I was Thinking, first of all, let me tell you one thing, okay? Back then when I was yondan, the only nanadan or seven dan in the universe was Trent Sensei that was living in Japan and was the only non-Japan. For us to think that one day we're going to be nanadan, I will go and ask you, what are you smoking? Because it was really inconceivable that somebody non-Japanese would be nanadan. Right at that time, so I try in Canada and I fail. And uh, at one point in time, the Taro Ariga says that we are friends or friends from the last three billion years. Uh, we met when he was—he's uh, obviously younger than me, but when. I was in Argentina, we traveled a lot to Brazil, so I met him there. Then we met him again uh, in Canada, and then we keep the relationship in Japan, and now we keep the relationship in Southern California. He came to me at one point in time because he passed the Nanadan in Japan. He said, why you don't go to Japan for the Nanadan exam? And I went like, "Uh, really? I didn't pass in Canada, and you want me
0: in to theory, pass in Japan? Yeah, in theory, it shouldn't make a difference, right? It should, same tests everywhere. Well, in right?
1: theory, it shouldn't make a difference, but uh, I will tell you another story about it, so you will understand why. And then, so anyhow, his response, so by your age, you will do fine. Now, I don't know how that sit with you, but uh, my, my feedback to, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Taro, you're telling me you're an old fart okay thank you. Uh, so anyhow uh, I went to Kyoto on my first uh, try and that was 2017 in Kyoto, which is a city that I, I really adore right So I went there and when I arrived to, that was the very first time, trying seven down, so I knew absolutely nothing about how to move around and, and where to register, and obviously nothing is in English. And my Japanese is, is, is not as good as Alex or Michael. It's, uh, you know, probably thank you in Japanese. So anyhow, uh, many people helped me. And and the first thing that struck me when I went to Kyoto for Nanada was how nice everybody was. I have was like, I don't know, like 3,000 people there going for the exam and everybody was kind of puzzled by the point that this guy Shin was going for Nanadan in, in Kyoto and and and, and uh, they give me advice and they talk to me and they want to know my name and where I'm coming from and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I don't know how familiar the audience is with the examination. I mean, divide you by groups, right? So I went in my age group and the first thing came to my mind and I said, holy cannoli, do I look that old? <laughs> um, and immediately I start feeling, feeling okay because I knew how good in shape was. And I will tell you about the preparation in, in, a, in a minute. Uh so obviously I was a uh, nerve wrack and I went to the exam. And in and in the, I was to my standards was a complete surprise. I was very, very, very good. Very good. Uh to the point I have uh, I, I used to go to um, Osaka many times to see Hamaguchi Sensei uh, Hachidan from Osaka Prefecture University to Canada many times. He, We were uh, known when he came to Montreal, when I was living in Montreal, and we have a relationship for 30 years. So he was in the upper levels with a lot of his people from uh, that I knew that uh, came to Canada, and uh, and uh, that my uh, like in the soccer we say my 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 guys out there, oh. Gabriel Gabriel Gabriel. Okay, so anyhow uh, I asked him. When I came back, uh, I said, what do you think? I said, I think you passed. I mean, you did everything great and blah, 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 blah. And OK. I was OK, if you say so. Um, and obviously, I, I, it didn't happen. No, my number was not there. And I was fine. That was OK. It was a good experience because I knew that uh, the level I have on the exam. Uh, But he was not, he was outraged that I didn't pass, right? So anyhow, we went for dinner that night uh, with all of them. And he said, look, I start asking around and it seems that you haven't passed by one vote. Okay, Uh, uh, and he was like, not very happy. And I was smiling ear to ear and say, why are you smiling? I say, hey, One vote, that means that I am in the right path. I need to figure out how to fine tune everything, right? say, I really like your attitude, blah, 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 blah. We talk and sake and beer and everything else. We were very happy. And uh, that was a very good feeling because that feeling means that I was in the right track, was I don't need to do this again, like I did when I was young then. Uh, I need to do something else in order to pass. Now, uh, and this is for the audience, okay? If you don't know the value of Kendo World, well, start knowing it because Kendo World magazines for the last how many years, Michael, you are putting things together?
2: Oh, I think it's nearly 20 years since yeah, 20 Alex years. and Hamish well, started it, yeah.
1: The the articles that are there, the literature that are there, that Hanshi says are there, the interviews that sometimes they, they are beyond magnificent. Right? And that gave me a lot of structure of okay, I I have the technique. Obviously obvious you can ever go even better and better and better, no question about it. I am in good shape for my age. for my age. Uh, so what is missing? Okay. Well, what is missing is mental attitude, mental power, right? And always the thing that attracted me the most about Kendo was not the fact. That you can practice to the older age is that I can have in front of me a 90-year-old or a 102-year-old sensei like I have in Kyoto and beat the shit out of me when I was in the 30s, 40s. How come? How could that could be? Right, and that could be because of the mental power, not of the physical power. Right, and it's an article, is actually a video from Alex Bennett out there uh, that talks about kendo and aging and uh, and and how important Kijon was is as you age. Right, because it's at the end of the day, it's timing. It's not the strength and force. It's timing and attitude, and mental force. And you start reading and, and trying to understand, of course, my level of Japanese is not the level of Japanese of Alex, right? So I for me to translate something, it might take a couple of months, but uh, uh, I start reading about that, and I have a very good friend, uh, brother in Kendo, which is uh, Yoshi, uh, Yoshio Yamada-sensei, now in Thailand and he passed Nanadan, he he was a student of Hamaguchi-sensei passed Nanadan like 12 years ago. And at one point in time, we have a conversation in between airports and he told me, and I say, well, it would be nice to practice with such and such sensei to learn the techniques. And he said, no, there's no other way to do it. And the question that you should ask is what are they thinking? No, the technique, the technique, you can learn it, you can acquire it, you can perfect it, whatever. What you need to understand is what they have in their head. Right, and that was a conversation that I told a Tadao Sensei and was very good. And uh, like typical Tadao Sensei, he told me, it's very simple, right? You think about how and why and and then you solve the problem. Right. Well, the how, uh, uh, when, and why is not the simple answer on on how to make a point or how to create uh, a specific uh, Vaza. So, one of the things that struck me, another article of Kendo World was uh, an article done when Donatelli Castelli passed none of that. Right. So, she said she had the same approach that that myself. She had like 300 notes on what to do during the exam, right? And at the moment of the exam, it went through the window, all the notes, and what stick with her was something that Furukawa Sensei, Kazuo Furukawa Sensei, said the day before, which is what you have to show is the beauty of your candle. Right, and in how she says several articles from several senses. What they say out there is put it this way, right? You have to uh, present yourself to to the judges when you give the exam, and I, I I I took all that information and say, okay, so this is this is the way I understand it. So the way I understand it is you have Depends on the exam seven or eight or nine Hachidan sensei that by watching, watching probably hundreds of hundreds of examinations on that day. Okay. How you can stand up so you can pass, you can really show your, your candle. And I say, well, uh, talking to myself, I say, well, the way to do it is I will have in front of me two folks that they would like to pass Nanadan uh, exam. And I have to present myself. So I picture myself like these guys are a tremendous canvas. And in front of them, I have to draw a calligraphy kanji as beautiful as possible with my shinai. Okay? And that will show my inner personality in front of everybody else. So this is what I what I to do in my mental strength. Okay? Not to try to do something exactly the opposite, try to be as mushy as possible, uh, and just let it show what it comes, and whatever happened, happened. At least I did the best I could at that point in time. Uh, One of the most influential senses that I have, Murayama Sensei, which was... Uh, uh back then in Kitamoto was two suffering weeks and was not the dojo with their conditioner was the old dojo with zinc at the at the top so it was like a, like a jail when we were doing Kakarieko there. The 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 wood on the floor was brown because of the blood, not because of the sweat right that we have there. Uh says he always say you need to show your heart. You need to show your heart. So he trained you, he trained us back in 1984 to the point that you couldn't even hold your shinai because you didn't have legs, you didn't have arms, you didn't have anything. And at that time, when it's nothing that you can hold, your real kendo came out. Your real heart came out. Nothing more is prefabricated. Everything is, everything is what you decide and it shows you true candle, right? And this is what he was pushing for those, those uh, that we were there. So the general idea over here is to do it in a way that your heart show up, right? Uh, now, very interesting and very difficult because, as you know, you arrive about 7, 7.00 in the morning and in, gen- in general, your first exam, because then you have to do Nihon Kendo Kata, your first exam, probably it will be 2, 3, or 4 in the afternoon. Right. So how you control yourself without becoming a nerve wreck Right. Uh, for your exam, your exam at the same time, how you keep your legs warm up all the time. Right. So this is kind of a, a real science to maintain there because always you will have somebody to talk to you that put you off. Right. So I was trying to escape anybody that I knew. I tried to be in the darkest corner of the building without talking to anybody, uh, try to make sure I have enough water and trying to be sure I'm warm. And somehow, this time around, uh, when I did it in Kyoto, I was the second one, the B. So it's A, B. Uh, B, C, and then you're done. At this point in time, was A. So I was A with B, then get the hell out of here and come back for D, right? So I have a buffer, and that helped me a lot. Somehow, I don't know how, I was able to do to be totally mushin, and I was able to be totally relaxed at that point in time to the point. That if unfortunately nobody videotaped that to the point that if you ask me what I did, I have no recollection. Absolutely no recollection. The only thing I do remember is that when I landed the men, I recorded the sound. When I landed the cote, I recorded the sound of the cote, and suddenly it was over. Right? Now, a very interesting happened. And the interesting thing happened was this. The A, the B, the C, and the D, we all pass none of How many times that happened? Not many times. So uh, one of the senses that I talk over there and say, what do you think? And why everybody pass? I mean, it's not really strange. Now, interesting thing, by the way, as a note, the table somehow with the same table of hachidan i have in kyoto Sorry, i don't know so how the that same, happened. same
0: guys who uh who, who one vote short right
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and i remember i remember who who they were so it was kind of, kind of surprise so anyhow now interesting thing you know how you go right this is, is you are four and then you advance and then you advance and then suddenly you have to go and fight, right? For the examination. So when I when I arrived at three guys that were Japanese, they look at me and the A guy, he has, you know, in his forehead was like, what the, f- I have to fight a Gaijin, what the, right? And I go, okay, hey, well, nice meeting you as well. Uh, so, anyhow, we all passed. And we were kisses and hugs when we saw the, the number there. And uh, uh, so the sensei, the Hachidan sensei, told me, you know what happened? First of all, they didn't expect it that the Igaishin would be so good. So, somehow, you f- you elevate the kind of everybody because your 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 ki was superb, and then suddenly they saw yeah it's a gashim but no it's not a gashim right so suddenly you elevate everybody's kendo out there right and interesting enough the first guy was shorter than me and the second guy I fought was taller than me right. So he that was his explanation of how come come pass. So I saw my uh, my number there, which I have to pinch myself. I couldn't believe that I have the number there, and immediately grabbed the phone and said, "Take a picture with uh, me and the number, so I know I'm not dreaming." And, uh, and uh, that last a minute and 30 seconds because they grabbed me there for Nijo Kendo no Kata. And then my first thinking, holy shit, I don't remember anything about Kendo no Kata now. Right? I was in in, in in a very high stage. But immediately, it down, they talk, took us to the second floor, which uh, was the dreaming part because when you go there, you know that you are one step away of, uh, of that. So the, to answer your, your question about mental attitude at that point in time is you have to work it out. You have to figure out how to make it stronger, how to, how to approach it. Um, now, one other thing I have to do is uh, Nakata Sensei. Uh, uh, I met him in Brazil, in the the, uh, um, South America Championships, and uh, he was with Ito Tomaharu-sensei. And he said one thing that was very clear. Uh, In 10 seconds, uh, uh, from the point that you start and go in Songkyo, the sensei know your degree, your ranking. Right. So I knew that uh, just going into Sonkyo into the Nana Nana exam, I have to be beyond perfect. Now, it's knows that to advance in Kendo at, any, at any, any ranking, you have to work your butt off. Okay. So for six months, I was waking up at 4, 4 a.m. morning and I go to one of the best gyms in Toronto that is 120 kilometers from when I live, uh, do leg work and uh, other works at the, at the gym for two hours, come back to the area that I work, nap in the parking lot for one hour and start working. So I did that for six months in order to have my legs to do the best Songkyo I can ever do, okay? So it's not a question of inspiration, it's a question of of transparency, right? You have to uh, uh, know what you are weak, okay? Who likes to see uh, your candle in a video? Nobody likes to see yourself every day of doing candle because you know how much you suck right and everything that you need to uh, to endure and and change but you have to observe it you have actually, to take it yeah, and you have to take ownership on that i leads us to actually a question
0: that um one of our one of our uh, participants uh, have asked you actually um which is uh, what is your opinion on the importance of body strength in kendo? So, you, so you mentioned going well, going to the gym.
1: Well, when, when, one of the good questions I got here from uh, from Michael or from uh, somebody uh, somebody over there. What you will tell a younger Gabriel if you have a chance, right? And one of the things I will take is. Uh, do weightlifting, not to become a bodybuilder, not not at all, but to 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 have the body of an athlete. Okay, uh, kendo. I think from kendo in general, the legs are far more important. Why? Because. The interesting part of kendo is kendo change over a period of time, and kendo change over a period of time, because we age. You know, as we age, the legs are not the same, the arms are not the same. So this is where kihon start playing a role. This is where the timing starts playing a role. This is why a 90-year-old can beat you, right? So. The best possible shape that you are uh, before the most better shape you are as 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 you age, right? Um, sorry, I I forgot the f- the question that you asked me. Uh, I was just uh, what is the importance of
0: body strength in kendo? Okay. <laughs>
1: so you need to do your own research. Okay, and and still. From different people, what they are doing, right? Right. Biceps uh, are very important. So, for instance, uh, uh, what I can't remember, he's, he's a Hachidan from Nara. Um, well, probably you remember, he's not a very tall guy. He was at Korea World Championship, but his forearms are as big as the, his legs. Right. Uh, I can't remember the name right now of this, and he's a great sense, great sense uh, as well. So, the, uh, the more muscle you have, not because of strength, but just to, to keep everything on harmony is, is very good. Uh, you have to have a lot of strength on your wrist because actually your wrist is what it does the whole work. It's not your muscle of of shoulders and forearms and so forth. So you need to understand where your weaknesses are and how to build on that to uh, just uh, equalize everything. You know, life is a very good equalizer. We all age. Right. So even when you are young and you do helicopter kendo and you try to do strange things, trying to jump from Toma and so forth and so on. Well, when you age, Toma, forget it. Uh, Toma is not the way to go. I mean, you can jump. This is a younger uh, game. What you need to do is to have the semi and the strength and the mental power to go in and then strike. So, so I guess so what you're saying
2: is that you need, you, one one is not really more important than the other for mental strength or physical strength, is that you need both and it needs to be a combination of both. You need you to, need, to you keep need, you, you going need, into yeah. older age.
1: Yeah, Alex, in that interview, this famous interview, he said something that is very important, I truly believe. The image that you have in your head about your kendo uh, represent the kendo that you're going to perform. Okay, if you, your image is, uh, my dough sucks, well, then your dough will suck. It's as simple as that, right? And you need to work on that, right? So the, the, the strength of the body is a complement uh, in order for you to do things. You might imagine how to do a technique, right? But your body has to have the elements to go and perform that technique. Now, if I have to choose one thing, okay? Okay, I have uh, have uh, Ali coming out from the bottle and say, I will give you anything you want in Kendo, what you want. I will say heart. Okay? And let me give you an example. Uh, I, was, I was very lucky Extremely lucky to have very good senses around my life. Um, and I, we have in 91, we have the world championship in Canada. And in 92, we have uh, Furukawa Kazuo sensei coming to Canada. And he was uh, nanadana at that point in time. And at that point in time, I was in Montreal. He came to my house and uh, I hosted him uh, all over Montreal for uh, about uh, 10 days. And he was 10 days in uh, Ontario as well. Now, if you look at the history of Furukawa Sensei, that is the perfect example because he was second in Sapporo in 79 at the World Championship, I believe, in the, the individual. He arrived to the finals in All Japan Kendo Federation and winning by one point, lost by two points against Sueno Sensei. Okay. And that constant was repeating itself. Having said that, he is one of the fine kendo uh, not only sensei, but the way that he execute and finally in the 13th Kendo World Championship, eight down championship, he was able to win it. So he was second many times, right? That that mentally can destroy it. It could be very difficult, and he persisted. He puts his heart, his kendo is one of the most finest kendo in the universe. And finally, at an older age, he won against, not, all, not only he won, he won against Ishida Sensei. Okay, anybody who fight Ishida Sensei from Tokyo knows he's going to kick your butt. But, uh, and he won the tournament, right, in a superb Example. So for me, this is the epiphany of what kendo should be. Uh, No matter that he was second so many times, he refined his kendo and he has the mental strength to finally get to the top in the most difficult competition, which is the Hachidan competition. I I was actually there
2: at uh, at that Hachidan tournament when he won. I think he won two times in total. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, to, to see kendo that's so strong and so fast and from uh, from someone of his age because he 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 wasn't one of the younger competitors no, there when he won. He wasn't. But that r- reminds me of one of my one of the things that's written on my favourite tenugui. You know, the towel we wrap around our heads. and the strength comes or the power comes through that. So he's a a great embodiment of that. And the same for um, Harada Satoru sensei, who won the All Japans in 2005 or six, I believe. It was his 10th championships and his third time in the final. He'd lost in the, the previous year. But on his tenth attempt, he finally managed to win. And yeah. So I think that's um, the same for Furukawa sensei. That, that that phrase is is uh, very apt there. Keizoko achikaranari. Perseverance is power, or from perseverance comes strength, something like that. That's think, very much true. Yeah, this so you according to the, the profile you sent, it said you started kendo in 1978 so we're uh, now 42 years on from that i guess we've kind of spoken about how you know the importance of mental and and physical uh, power or strength but how how would you say your kendo has changed over the years oh i don't, I don't mean like like in your your technical ability from being yeah, yeah. A, a very beginner that couldn't really hit a men's strike until now but maybe your thought processes around it or your heart, something like that?
1: Well, okay. So first of all, when, when, when do you improve your kendo? I'm sure you guys know this, okay? This is not like exponential growth. It's never like that, right? Kendo is you suck, 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 boom, go to another plateau. Suck, 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 suck. Boom, go to another plateau, right? And when you go to another plateau, it's a mystery to you, right? It seems that everything in your brain is start working, and then finally the conditions are to be mature, and boom, you 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 go up, and now you are at a different different level, right? That plus taking into a combination that we are not. Uh, professionals, right? We are not a case show. We are not the Korean team in which the only thing you do, I would like to do eight hours Kendo per day. I would like to have enough money just to solve my Kendo problems. But unfortunately, I have to eat and I have to pay my bills and I have to work and I have my worries and I have my life worries like everybody else, right? So, you have a candle on on the side. So um, I, looking back, and, and I was tr- reflecting on the question that you sent me yesterday. So it was a very good uh, conversation with myself over wine yesterday uh, regarding this. Because again, I, first of all, I was very lucky. I was very lucky because Um, My first sensei was Miyagi sensei in Argentina. He has a pre-war kendo. So you know what pre-war kendo means. It's not the picnic, right? And uh, so I learned a lot of heart from him. Uh, Suddenly, Kasahara sensei Unumad sensei came and I passed the showdown with them. Right, and I learned a lot from from them. And then the opportunity to just emigrate uh, to Canada came. Many people, including my family, will say, "Come on, Gabriel, you went to Canada because it's closer to Japan than Argentina." Right, that was your excuse, right? And and probably is certain true about that because uh, my first international trip. Uh, after I arrived to Canada was to Japan, to 1984, Kendo uh, Kendo Kitamoto, right? And in Kendo Kitamoto, I I met friends that we are friends since. Graham from New Zealand, Um, uh, Paul Baden from England, uh, was Anton from Austria. Unfortunately, he passed away and was a lot of different, a lot of different characters that many of them, they are right now, none of that, right? So uh, the get together to the World Championship was like a family reunion, right? First, you were a player, then you were Chuken, then you were Taisho, then you were a coach, then you were whatever. And we see how we age, uh, and uh, as we age, obviously your your kind of change, and you have to endure that. the the, the lucky part was that by uh, working as researchers at McGinn University, I have 45 days vacation, right? And my wife was nice enough to let me go to Japan for 30 days every and. The other two was family vacation, right? So uh, so on that, and, and to have Murayama sensei uh, out there on the first one, that was a, a big, big uh, plus that I always carry on, be able to... You know, practice with uh, Furukawa Sensei uh, in in Montreal. Be able to just uh, met uh, Toda Sensei and create a relationship to keep visiting him. So you have all these very high-end senses that, if you are very humble, you can learn a lot, a lot of things. Not that you are going to apply right away but it came handy as you age 20, 30 years later, right? I have notes from Tadao Toda-sensei, uh, from even Murayama-sensei 40 years ago that now makes more sense than back then.
2: I think that's true. Yeah, I think that the, the older you get, the more mature you get, and also the, the, the higher the, the level of your kendo gets, um Things you start to understand things a bit more. I mean, I remember there was some advice that when, when I was a lot, a lot younger and, and starting out in Kendall that it didn't really make any sense to me what I was being told. But then visiting that 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 thought a few years later, I was like, ah, okay, oh, I, get it a, I get it now. Get it now.
1: Yeah, they, they, these are uh, uh, you know, uh, the fact. You know, I really appreciate because I went in 2007 to get a motor with air conditioners and the bed and the super food, that kind of thing. Well, back then in 84, the, the nicest thing, and this is a story that Graham can uh, and Paul can tell you, uh, the, the real challenge out there, the mosquitoes that were big like this, uh, right? And, and sleeping under the July, August weather in, in Japan that was like, uh, was like a toaster out there. And, and you try to sleep at night and, and people that are snoring very heavily, so Graham and Paul and myself, how to carry this uh, big uh, German uh, player downstairs with the futon that he didn't walk up because he was totally drunk, so he can snore in the in the washroom downstairs, right? And then when Murayama sensei came over and find there, we have Kakariego for two hours because we did that, right? These are the good things, the good old days that we have a lot of fun uh, in the old uh, two weeks uh, Kitamoto, right? Uh, so those are those are the 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 the, the golden memories that uh, we even today we uh, we crack a laugh uh, about it, right? Um, in terms of the candle, well, they, they, you read that article uh, that uh, we told us as a, uh, you never stop learning. Doesn't matter how old you are. You always can learn something else. Uh, I mean, it's always the challenge to to be better and, and to do something different, that kind of thing. Um, let's compare for one second, very fast. Back then, We didn't have internet. We didn't have YouTube. So the only way to refer to Kendo was when you were lucky enough to either go to Japan or to a sensei to visit you. Okay? Or in your country, whatever your country is, you have a real good sensei. Right? Now, it's exactly the other side of the scale. We have gazillion YouTube about Kendo. We have more and more and more and more information. So the problem now, the problem then was to find information. The problem now is to remove the noise, remove the garbage, and really discover the good essence of Kendo. And especially during these times of COVID, one of the things that is disturbing to me right, is that a lot of folks out there, they go to Zoom or whatever and they start showing their candle or or they are invited for, for seminar, right? The first thing that came to my attention is they get people that maybe they were, they are good that they were championship, that they are maybe Sandan or Yondan or even Godan. Right. Now, if they are good or effective at the World Championship, and they are non-Japanese, and if they are good at the World Championship, this doesn't mean that they are good senses. Right. And, 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 and the suffering that I have to remove my bad habits that I got back then uh, from my initial years took a lot of work. So, I don't think that these people that they they go and start teaching kendo out there, um, they realize their, their responsibility, that they can create bad habits to other people, that then it will take a lot of effort to remove, Right. Uh, the problem with a lot of population of kendo, especially in those places that they don't have uh, access to sensei, is that they don't know what they don't know. And because they don't know what they don't know, anything anything goes. The other thing is uh, they call sensei to somebody that is sandan. They call sensei to somebody that is yondan. They call sensei to somebody that is godan. Well, if... Uh, we are all sensei, then nobody is a sensei, right? So I understand that sometimes they do it for respect. I get it, right? But if you go sensei, somebody is yondan, so how you should refer to a hashi sensei, right? We are not on the same scale out there. I, I know a lot of people that at one point in time practiced with them that maybe they did a little bit better, in the World Championship. They didn't arrive to battle, but a lot better. And they are there everywhere in, in different areas, giving lessons about Kendo, right? Uh, so my concern is the bad habits, right? Uh, obviously, if you have somebody like uh, Hachida and Sumi Sensei, that's a lot of different uh, seminars out there. Very good level. Alex, excellent level of Zoom there. There are a lot of people that anybody, including myself, can learn a lot in Zoom. But there are a lot of other people that, you know, they believe their own shit. And, uh, and because of that, uh, they go and teach, right? And And the poor other guys, You know, they are avid to go and learn. They don't have any other way to acquire information and they accept that. And the danger of that is that it's not the question of practice hard because I can practice very hard for eight hours doing the wrong thing and going nowhere. And then to remove it, it will take me blood and effort. To, to do it. So this is the real danger that we have at one point in time. And unfortunately, I don't have a solution for that. Right? But I see it over and over and over and over again during this time. So I wish at one point in time that, you know, IKF will start sending uh, the real senses to different areas so we can have an equalizer of what is good, what is bad, uh, uh, what is the correct way, et cetera, et cetera, right?
2: So um, you just mentioned uh, a little while ago about some of these Zoom seminars that have um, been going on recently in COVID. I understand that um, the Canadian Kendo Federation had the virtual um, national
1: seminar recently. Yes, and that was, I was not a presenter, but, I was delighted. I was uh, uh, That was heaven, okay? And I will tell you why. First of all, is uh, the current president, uh, Christiane de Orangeville Sensei, which we have uh, our own dojo together when I was in Montreal. And uh, he came from France. He came from Argentina to Montreal. Uh, uh, his kendo is excellent. Uh, since he started his tenure as, as president, he came with a lot of good ideas, okay? Uh, not only um, passing the torch to a lot of people, so people with uh, young ideas could come, but how to do things thinking out of the box. Right. And one other thing that was very frustrating is Canada is a very large country and we COVID was impossible to get together. So he grabbed certain people, grabbed uh, some of the people around Canada and they give him a task. So you will be talking about this and you will be talking about this and you will be talking about this. Right. And they took it extremely seriously. And they put things together. And when I arrived to Canada, it was only, Kendo was polarized with Vancouver, the Pacific coast, and was Ontario, the East coast. Right now, uh, over a period of time, because of different presidents of the Canadian Kendo Federation, I would say that almost in every province, we have a dojo. And, and the Canadian the uh, national team is a representation of the mosaic that Canada really is, having people from different provinces at a very, very good level, right? Um, so he was able to, we were able to put together a seminar out there that was very profound, was two days, almost six hours per day, and the keynote was by Kivada Sensei, Uh, Daigi Kivala-sensei was uh, champion of all police, was uh, all Japan Kendo Federation champions. And he's a great guy because his motto is, I was born, and I can't remember where he was born, but in a very small town, in a very small village, in a corner of somewhere in Japan, right? And he always say, "If, if I was dreaming Right to have the best kendo, and I was, uh, was born there. And now uh, he's teaching at the Osaka Police. Uh, he was able to win championship. Anybody, anybody can do it. And his way to do the interpretation of kendo, uh, especially at the level of um, championship, is so high-end that he presents things that blow my mind. I uh, I won't put it that the way to understand and explain, and the tools that he used that are completely uh, non-traditional. And until he presented, was like, wow, I didn't know that we can approach it that particular way. So you have, uh, and and the one that Alex was doing almost every two days or something like that. So you have some. That are incredible good and incredible great. Even I have uh, one point in time a conversation with Alex over Zoom about 3 billion different things, mainly dedicated to Latin America, Kendo, right? That unfortunately, uh, you know, same by the same senses in uh, in in Japan, right? If you have a choice to go to Europe, to, to go to Latin America to teach Kendo, where well, they always choose Europe. I mean, it's no brainer out there, right? So so Latin America is lagging in in a certain way of uh, of Kendo. I hope that will revert. But the same happened with uh, Eastern Europe. Right. And on the other hand, we have uh, Marco. I think this uh, um, Alex was invited there to do a very good and Donatella and a lot of very good senses invited to be part. I can't remember his name. Larco? Mm. Uh, It's uh, it's from Croatia, Marco. From Croatia. There you go. That that seminar was, uh, you know, for what I learned on the site, very high level, very good. lot of people coming, right? Uh, There are two people, I mean, I was connecting with uh, Manuela in uh, Austria, and she attended a seminar that pre-COVID that uh, Tani Sensei was coming uh, to the middle of nowhere in Italy where some, I think it's Giovanni Fresia, was creating a kind of Kitamoto wannabe seminar that was that was very good. So there are a lot of different things going on in in different areas that pre-COVID that was good and eventually if they do zoom will be good. But there are others that is better not to even mention it. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, this has been, I think, a very, a very enlightening conversation. We have certainly had a lot of fun talking. Uh, there were Thank some you. things that we were hoping to, to get to, but uh, um, like your work on the, the uh, anti-doping, um, as well as, you know, there, there's a lot more, I think, history of, of the Canadian uh, naginata that, you know, we, um, uh, that we'd love to hear about. But we are kind of out of time for today. Um, but okay. I hope we get another chance to, to do this again. Uh, or we can talk about some of these other topics.
1: Thank you, Andre. Just a note on the on the anti anti doping. Anti doping is gaining more and more momentum, right? I was uh, uh, Donatella translated to uh, to Italian. I was able to translate it to Spanish. Uh, Alex translated from Japanese to English. Is a very, very, very good document, and uh, and I hope people have a chance to download it, read it, and ask different questions, and uh, just approach anybody on the on the committee or the chairman of the committee, um, uh, Miyazaka Sensei, which uh, is very good about it, and clarify anything that need to be clarified on that.
2: Great. Well, Gabriel, thank you very much for your time. Okay. It's very, very late on a Sunday evening for us, but I understand it's very early on a Sunday morning for you. Uh, so I really appreciate the effort of getting up. And uh,
1: thank you. Well, I, I, I would like to thank both of you because uh, really time flies if suddenly more than an hour pass and... I hope that I was able to contribute in a very small scale to something. And sorry, I apologize if my answers were were too wide and and it some of the time. But uh, oh, we, any questions? Thank you. Any, any questions that anybody has at any point in time, uh, we we'll would be very happy to, to clarify. And then again, for everybody listening out there, uh, don't be in schmuck and start supporting Kindle World. And, uh, and really, I really hope that the magazines uh, keep coming.